Hey Logo Geeks, Ian Padgett here and on this week's show I'm interviewing Jonas Banker and Ida Vessel to talk about their new book, Process, Visual Journeys and Graphic Design. But before we jump into that, I want to give a massive shout out to Design Cuts who are celebrating their sixth birthday with a bang and on the day of releasing this podcast they have a week-long free online design conference with a wide range of guests that include people like Jacob Cass, Melinda Livesey and Chris Doe, all of which have been on this podcast in the past. On top of that they're also re-releasing all of their most popular bundles from the last six years which include some really incredible font and branding mock-up bundles so if you're a logo designer you will want to go and check those out if you miss them in the past they are really true bargains so to go and check out that conference and those bundles head to logogeek.uk forward slash birthday now it's worth pointing out that link is an affiliate link so if you plan to purchase any of the bundles via that link you will be helping to support the logo geek podcast at no extra cost to you so again if you want to support the logo geek podcast in the process head to logogeek.uk forward slash birthday like i said they have some truly incredible font and branding mock-up bundles that are incredible for any logo designer so you won't want to miss those they will only be available for the next week so as mentioned this week on the podcast i'm joined by the founders of the award-winning studio banker vessel that's jonas banker and Ida vessel who are both partners in business and reality too. I discovered them both after seeing an epic new book that just got released by Counterprint called Process, Visual Journeys and Graphic Design, which runs through the visual progression of a number of logo designs the company have worked on. So I invited both Jonas and Ida on to discuss the book, their agency, and to discover their process for working on logo design. So let's jump straight into this. Here is the interview with Jonas Banker and Ida Vessel. So you form your own agency together, Banker Vessel. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us how that came to be? What was your background prior to starting the agency and how did it all begin? So uh, maybe I can start. I mean... um... I studied graphic design at RISD and like Parsons and in Stockholm. And prior to that, I studied art history. And I think my defining moment when it comes to graphic design happened at RISD. Um, I took a summer course uh, and that was kind of life changing. (laughs) So uh, the thing is that we got like assignments to convert stories into basic shapes Um, And that was to practice, you know, that skill of thinking, like in symbols. Um, And I just found that to be super challenging and interesting. Um, And it made me sort of think that they were more to graphic design than just met the eye. Um, So that's sort of was my like initial like meeting with graphic design. Um, And then I came back to Sweden and... um, I'm not an illustrator like Jonas, so I solved everything with type all the time. So the like the logos I made just looked the same all the time. Um, 
usually like with a dot involved and a type. Um, and then I met Jonas. Um, and um, and Jonas, you're, you changed his style constantly. And then in a way that worked well for me to art direct him. And sort of we started to, to work together. So I, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Jonas, do you want to mm. share your side of the story? Well, uh, it's just very interesting to listen to Ida. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, no, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm an illustrator also. I um, uh, got my, um, been going to school, university here in Stockholm, studying art and illustration and had uh, uh, an exchange here in Los Angeles at, at Otis. Uh, where where I I studied uh, mainly illustrations, but I have a tendency to to be all over the uh, the map with my with my works. So when I started working with Ida, it's really great just to have somebody who, who's who, who's kind of pointing out the direction and and uh, being able to to trust her. Uh, it's it's really good for me. So it was much more fun to work together. I mean yeah. to something something happened i think when we started to work yeah. together um because it was i mean the illustration was kind of a big big thing to 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 mm. combine with graphic design i think like graphic design and illustration when it's sort of um mixed it gets really interesting um so uh, and i think right from the start we we uh, had a, a a lot of the work involved a lot of process so we, we've been always uh, our, our work has always uh, 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 circled around a lot of work and a lot of discussion and a lot of process actually so we've and I've, I've uh, collected all the the different sketches we've done over the years so we had a, a, a quite vast collection of, of different work uh, always been mm -hmm. collecting Mm. So, did you guys uh, start working together immediately after your studies, or have you worked for other agencies? Um, I worked one year in London, so with one of those like dot com failures <laughs> by <Yeah>. the millennium. <laughs> but it was kind of cool to be like in the core of that. Uh, so that yeah. was my first thing I did after school and Jonas you you work for like Sunday Times and stuff Just yeah think. I worked for different magazines uh, and this yeah this is about 20 years ago working with different magazines and fashion magazines and newspapers um, so when you did actually make your mind up to start working to, together how did you actually kickstart things because I know um, you know when you have a job and you work for a company it's, it's you know you you're basically working with a salary but when you're starting your own business you need your own clients and stuff like that how did you go about you know starting things off in in that sense well in yeah in a way um since we, we we're married and we live together and have kids yeah i think we we found out quite from the start that everything we do is kind of a, a sphere or a circle or something everything is combined so we wanted to um find a way that we could work and live together and, and do it at the best possible way. Um, yeah, I think that's a very important part of why we started to collaborate because we wanted a very, very equal uh, um, relationship, sort of, not one of us, you know, having a career that was more important than the others. And uh, um, 
I think that worked, even if a lot of people ask us, like, how can you work with your, you know, <laughs> husband? <laughs> uh, but um, I think it's um, it, it's been a very, I think it's been a very successful collaboration in many ways. So, but I mean, we didn't have any money in the beginning. So, I mean, I think the thing that we did, that every commission we got, we really put so much effort into. Um, so I, I don't think we've showed actually showed our port- portfolio really since 2005 no. <laughs> or something, because one job sort of leads to the other. Um, so I mean, but it's been a lot of hard work um, for a long time, as still is. So. Mm. Um, mm. It's it's good to hear that you guys have been able to uh, collaborate in that way because I, I know um, for a lot of people it can be hard to be working with your partner. You, yeah. you know, uh, especially you know you you got you need to spend a lot of time with them. Uh, I know working with people that there can be some friction on certain projects. So it's nice to know that you guys have been able to um, work so well and collaborate and and grow the business in in the way that you have done. Yeah, but it's it's also, you know, it feels a bit necessary that, you know, you want to get as much as possible out of life. I want to spend yeah. my time with Ida and I, I need uh, uh, to have, have a good job and have, have fun and uh, at working. So it's combining those, uh, everything is, is uh, you know, it's a way of having a good life, I think. And also um, not being jealous of each other. I yeah. mean, I think when it comes to creative things, sometimes it just feels that, you know, you get kind of easy. You can you can get kind of jealous sometimes of someone for perhaps you know uh, that that they get more space or attention or things like that. And th- in this way, I, I mean, we know that we're working towards the same goal um, in in a lot of ways, and I think that's necessary um, to to you know bring your whole self to things. So, and uh, yeah, and I think also um, for me, I mean, if I think um, uh, just h- how I like to work is that I really enjoy working. I mean, putting the the time do- down to 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 work, to draw, and to sit by the computer and listening to music and and just working, and and uh, ha- having the you know being fortunate enough to to work with Ida to as an art director is, uh, I mean, t- she takes a lot of the responsibility of. Of, of dealing with customers and, and just telling me when a good a, idea is good, uh, when it's worth working on. So um, for me, it's just a fantastic opportunity to to be able to work a lot because I, that's the part I really really enjoy. Um, yeah. Mm. So I'm I'm curious to know, like with you two, you you briefly went into it then, but who's doing what in the business? Um. So I'm I'm the art director. I'm, I mean, I have a background in art history, so and and typography, and uh, I'm uh, I'm more like uh, art. I'm the art director and like the creative director, and I, we have three employees too. Um, that's designers at the office. So so my project is sort of the company. <laughs> my my uh, to to make it um, thrive and everyone's going to be happy and so on. And, and and also the vision of everything, I think. I mean, you, you do like to have a lot of uh, work 
going on at the same time, yeah. which makes me a bit stressed <laughs> out. But that's really what make everything, you know, go forward. So you you have you have this. I'm the one pushing everything amazing. forward, and that's like yeah. it can be hard sometimes, but it's also very rewarding when you see people do when they sort of accomplish great things. Uh, so, and I mean, Jonas, you're the one that's doing all the graphics, uh, sort of. Um, I mean, yeah. apart from the others at the the, the employees too. But um, as a main designer, um, I think that's yeah. I would say that sounds like what's made it work. That you um, you're not treading on each other's toes. You have clearly defined roles and. Yeah. Um, you know they they're separate but you are collaborating and i think that's um how you guys have been successful so i i think for anyone that's listening that does want to work with their partner in the way that you have done i i don't know if you guys agree but it sounds like that's probably what's been uh the main su success is that you've got your own separate area that you can focus on but you are collaborating um uh, with yeah everything. i think so yeah i think that's yeah, that's. I think that's correct. Uh, I was working with a, uh, one of my best friends before I started working with Ida, and he's also an illustrator. And it was very. We made some, some rock video and a little bit of, of, of record sleeves, and it was like having two drummers, <laughs> you know, in the same band and, and not yeah. anything else. It was just very, very uh, difficult to get things uh, get things off the ground working with another illustrator. So teaming up with with uh, Ida was. Uh, but also that global, you know, like, like Jonas said about being global <laughs> in your thinking. I mean, at home, I'm taking care of all the economic stuff at home. And and Jonas, you're taking care of like the cleaning and the washing and all those things. So yeah. we're sort of, yeah. it's uh, you have to see the whole picture, uh, I think, uh, because you mm. want to be happy 24-7. I mean, not just at work or at home or something like that so everything has to to work uh, what, what, yeah the, uh, you know but, but but it's it's not all we disagree a lot and, and i mean <laughs> but i think <laughs> i wish I think we've uh, oh we, we've learned how to to uh handle situations when they you know arise when we disagree on stuff that we that we uh we usually take a walk outside the office and just have a really really intense discussion because we know that we have to solve this you know that whatever we're arguing about we we can't divorce because then everything's going to just you know fall to pieces so we have to solve it so usually we we solve the crisis that, that you know arise within you know, 20, 30 minutes or so. And not so, in front um, of the people that work uh, for us. So. No. Yeah, no. yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of, it's a kind of special situation when, you know, I'm trying to, I have an idea about something and Jonas have another idea and, and we just, uh, yeah. perhaps, Jonas, do you think you you found something that's, you know, the solution to, to something? And then I sort of mm -hmm. feel that, you know, I have to say that I don't think this is going to work. And, then you sort of know that, you know, the evening will be kind of rough and, you know, the dinner <laughs> won't be that oh. nice that night. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, um, uh, it's, just, it's, no, it's always a bit annoying when, when I feel like I've, 
I've done it. You know, this is it. It's, this is the solution we're looking for. And, and I can see in Ida's eyes that it's not, you know, good. It's not working for her. Yeah. And I get a bit annoyed because I, I know I'm right. But in the back of my mind, I know she's right. So, so I, I know it's going to take me a few hours, but then I get over it and I start working again. On, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, to, to be honest, it sounds like a, a healthy way of doing things. And you guys have really worked um a, a a way to work through those things in a um in a good yeah. way i i, mm. I mean i i guess it's 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 in, inevitable that um when you are working and living with the same person that they, it will continue yeah. in the evening but based on what you said it sounds like you're working through things um and it's allowing you both to uh push everything that your business do is doing um to a higher standard because because of that um friction so to speak <laughs> yeah i think we've we've learned that you know working is is never easy and yeah. but it uh, can be rewarding so, so it's um you're always striving to 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 find that little bit of treasure or reward somewhere yeah but i think that our kids are pretty poor with us <laughs> i think i mean they're like they were just yeah. talking about you know graphic design all the time and you know pointing out logos and things that they're not very <laughs> uh impressed by uh, but um yeah so i mean it's complicated but i think <laughs> we're working it through and like jonah said it's not like we can't divorce i mean we 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 just have to move forward and i think that's uh something yeah. also that's good um yeah, and to be honest, I'm glad that you both brought that up because it's it's really interesting speaking to um, uh, partners that are working together and and living together. Um, because I know that people listening might potentially be considering doing it or wondering how other people work. And I I, I like the um, transparency of of you guys. And it like I said, it sounds like it's you found a way to make it work even when uh, you do have challenging um, mm. situations. Yeah. We've just learned, you know, by working together, yeah, that you have to be honest about anything, everything, uh, to to achieve good work and and be able to, you know, co continue working together. You have to be honest about everything um, when it comes to work and your private life and and who's doing what and and everything. Um, uh, so, so that's also a big, big, big thing that's that that keeps us working together. Mm. That's really good. I, I want to make sure that we spend some time talking through your uh, book. So you just released an ebook with Counterprint uh, yeah. called Process, Visual Journeys and Graphic Design. Um, I've got a copy of the book and I love it. Um, oh, could you tell Thank us you. more about the book and how it came to, to, into existence? Um, yeah, I, I was I was kind of intrigued when I sort of realized how much work it was behind the logos we made and you know uh and um i i mean we had saved like jonah said all our sketches in illustrator documents called like sketch one two three thirty five uh, you know all the way and um mm. when we showed that we showed it sometimes both to clients and to students and we just found out that people were very uh happy to to appreciate it really that that they had these uh, that we showed these oh uh, that was a complicated sentence sorry <laughs> um, no but it's true i think uh, when we show it to students they 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 tell us that they 
somehow learn a little bit more about making logos and working with graphic designs when they're looking at not finished work, but rather, I mean, uh, looking at sketches somehow teaches people a bit more. Uh, yeah. It's when you've been being pre presented with a finished work, it's, it's a bit difficult to understand the, the journey before it's concluded and, and uh, it's, it's difficult also to alterate uh, a finished work. But uh, um, sketches are, you know, they're, they're, they have no real future. They can go either way. So, so people really enjoy looking at sketches because they're, they're not really threatened by them and uh, they're fun. They can be ugly and bad, but it's, it's a bit, quite liberating in a way. Yeah, I know personally, I've always been more interested in the process side of things. Um, yeah, you, you always see the finished yes. polished um, logo design or brand identity and um, from some designers uh, when you're young especially you look and you think oh, I could never be that good mm. um, yeah. I remember when I when I seen sketches from people like Michael Beirut and I like this his sketches look like my sketches <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it kind of feels suddenly more mm. accessible that you yeah. can do this and and i think you demonstrated it in the mm. book that you put together you know putting um putting all of your uh sketches and and sharing thoughts on each direction and showing the progression of how you've um you know started with an, an initial brief and then explore different ideas i find it so much more inspiring than anything else and there's very few books that I've seen anyway that go through in a way that you have I, I don't think I've seen any others that have gone through in the way that you have done um mm. I know there, there was a book that uh unit editions release with uh, uh, basically the the sketchbook work of uh just trying to think of his name mm. uh Lance Wyman Lance Wyman's sketches they they put the they basically took his sketchbooks and they yeah. put them into books and and that's a, a good example of um, how you can see that progression and and you've done that as well but you, you've annotated it and I think that's fantastic and I, I think it will inspire a lot of people because they'll look through it and go oh yeah I could do that okay, too. I'm so happy to <laughs> yeah. hear that thank you so much thank you so uh, much. this yeah. is totally our intention with this book that we wanted to show uh, um, show this uh, show this thought process and I mean um, I um um, I sort of had had the idea to lay out the sketching process parallel with the thought process, and that was something I asked. Uh, we got a grant to do that, actually, to uh, to uh, to try to combine the two uh, side by side, um, just to describe the creative process to others in a way. Because it's usually, I mean, cre creativity is kind of a mis thing around it I think sometimes like uh, like being struck yeah. by lightning yeah, or does. you know you get this uh, this uh, sudden like idea that you just you, you sketch down on like a napkin or something and then you know it, it's finished after a couple of alterations but I just felt like you know it's really about a lot of hard work uh, I mean and a, a sort of uh, form yeah. research into forms and shapes and uh, uh, and I sort of, I wanted to show that uh, in a book and it, that was a big challenge. I mean, and I think after all, it's like over 1,400 sketches in this book and also 1,400 <laughs> annotations. So, I mean, we had a pretty, it's, I mean, hard 
it was challenging, I can, can say, but I, it's also very, very authentic. I mean, we haven't, it's, it's the authentic thought process, like how we associate things and so on. So, and I think we also talked a lot about how, that it's important to show that, that doing a logo, working with uh, logotypes, that it's a, it's a visual journey. It's, it's uh, sometimes I can get the impression that people talk about theories behind coming up with, with an idea, but it's also very important to know that to create good stuff, you have to visually work on the on the mark and the logo, and to go over it a, a, a long, uh, you know, a lot of times. Mm. Uh, so creating something visually, you you have to do it by hand. You have to work on it, rework on it, and and kind of work on the theory at the same time. It's it's for me anyway. It's very difficult to first come up with a theory how something should look. You know, just have it in. The, you have to work on it a lot because uh, uh, if you have a good idea, it, it's in your head. It does. It's not certain that it works on paper. So, mm -hmm. so showing the visual work is very important as well. That that you have to do that journey. Mm. Mm. I I noticed the way that the book's actually been put together as well. Is uh, I don't know how to describe it, but the the pages. Um, each page isn't one single piece of paper like it would typically be. It's kind of folded as well so that it feels like the, the book is like a continuous scroll almost, but it's bound in a book. What's the thinking behind that approach? That is exactly the exactly what you said. That's what we thought. I mean, we had those illustrator documents uh, and they looked kind of uh, we, I mean, that had to be translated into something in a in, in a book. So first of all, we thought I thought you know it was like one, two, three, four, five. I was just thinking you know structuring them like in a grid or something, um, um, to find like that there were like some kind of order to them. But after a while, I just realized that's not the case in a process. It's like you're moving back and forth and it's just a so much more dynamic involved sort of it's a dynamic process and i actually showed it um uh, the first layout to michael beirut at the conference uh because i sort of wanted to impress him <laughs> by the work and then i had this much more structured layout uh and i was talking about having transparent paper with the like annotations over over them but i just realized that sort of it i just found myself flipping through the pages really fast after a while i just felt like you know this is boring it looks the same all the time and you know it's that's not how the process is so um and he suggested you know circle things and cross out things and you know things like that but um but then i i came home to sweden and we started to to try to find this flow authentic flow um and and also like you said we we've been choosing this french fold uh binding that's continuing from one page to the other because we didn't want to create posters like pages with posters. So um, that was another challenge just to try to, f to show the flow and um, make it, you know, that people 
uh, understand what we're trying to say um, and not being superficial or honest. And, you know, we really wanted to be authentic. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, the logos, the, the sketches don't really work by themselves since they are sketches and not, you know, real, real work, uh, finished works. So they, need, they needed each other. And uh, uh, on when when we work on them, you know, it, it looks like the work of a mad person. You know, the, the sketches are all over, all over, and you, you you try to reach for all the you know little parts you like, and you twist them and you turn them. So you know, so, so you have the energy when you look on your on the computer, and we wanted to translate that to paper, to, and and just to show the the the, the energy that mm. that comes off when you when you're trying to find something. Yeah, I, I I have to say, I think you've done a really good job of that because when you flick through it, I, I, I really love that you've annotated it rather than it just be um, a, a collection of uh, different ideas because you can uh, basically follow along and uh, see the, the thought process because I, I, I work in the same way. Sometimes you start working yeah. on one idea and then another thing comes in and then you're like, yeah. oh, what if I take that bit from there? And, yeah. you know, it, uh, it's lots of back and forth. And yeah. I think the way that you've done it um, achieves that really nicely. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much. I also think, I mean, getting older in a way, I think it's very efficient learning that's sort of what we want to show that you um you practice all the time and the older you get the more experience you got you sort of have this image bank um uh, after a while and that's mm. what i think you jonas you use a lot i mean you take you take um perhaps you find a shape from you know in one project that you can use in another project and it's like um um to me getting older it's really important to to show that experience counts uh um and that mm. um so i think that's also one of the purpose the purpose of this book mm. Mm. i think because the topic of the book is about process um i mean so far we've spoken primarily about the book but i'd love to find out from you guys how you are actually working from a process point of view not just the um, graphic design side of it but the collaborating with the client at the beginning creating a brief and so on could you talk through how you guys actually work from a process point of view well um maybe you could start it up with a how we meet we end up with clients we, we of course have a have a meeting yeah, usually, I mean, first of all, we try to get a feeling for the client and, and, and what they want um, and uh, also what they want in comparison with what, what they think they want because sometimes they sort of come to us and they want something and we can just see that, okay, this something is not in sync here. Um, and to us, it's just trying to find out um, that sort of the the, the client is in sync with what they want i mean um i mean we're not working with that big companies yeah. and i'm sure it's very different when it comes to like really big corporations and stuff but we're very personal when it comes to making logos um i mean if you work with a client that is sort of a cliche that sounds kind of horrible but anyway you know uh you just have to get deeper to find out who they really are because we really want to work with people that we like and that we, you know, that you, 
you're seeing their true self in front of you, not like some kind of person that they're trying to be. So I think we're very personal when it comes to to clients. Um, but also that's intriguing. I think it's, you know, that's meeting another human being is kind of an inspiring part of this job, yeah. um, I think. Yeah, you really have to be observant of, of who you're, you know, dealing with, who this person is. Try to, you know, really, really understand them because a lot of uh, customers or, or clients ask for, you know, boldness and, and big things, and and when they're really not, you know, they want secure things and being presented with something they that they recognize, you know. So, so a lot of times the the, the client is really, really not re- uh, knowing what what they're looking for. Um, so, so uh, we tend to get quite personal, or you know, be, become friends with uh, our, our clients, which helps us a lot. Um, but when it comes to making really, really good, you know, design, graphic design, you, you at least I t- tend to, you know, you, you have to to know them, you know, become friends almost. I mean, we're not, we're not really. Also, um, I don't really like the the word authority or mm-hmm. authorities right yeah uh i mean <laughs> i couldn't make a pretty simple logo and just be very like convince someone to 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 buy into that i mean and that would haunt me forever i think <laughs> so we really have to mm. to sell something that yeah. we really believe in that you know that we sort of have made the client believe in too so that's the way I think we work. I just want to take a short break to tell you a little about something I've been working on that I'm really excited about. It's called the Logo Designers Box Set. Six ebooks designed to help you through the logo design process from what tools you need, how to create a logo design brief, how to come up with ideas, how you present your work to clients, what files you need to prepare, and how you also find clients of your own too. These six ebooks are totally free to download and you can find them by heading to boxset.logogeek.uk. And by downloading them, you'll also be signed up to my email newsletter, where I'll keep you up to date with all the latest podcast and content that I'm creating. So I hope that you'll sign up and find that uh, box set really useful. Again, that's boxset.logogeek.uk. Now let's get back to the interview. How do you go about forming that brief at the beginning? Um, Because I know Mm. you mentioned about getting to know the person. Uh, What what are you doing to understand, I mean, talking specifically about logo design in this case, but what are you doing to understand what they actually um, need? Uh, I mean, we usually make like a a question uh, form. How do you say? A question? Questionnaire. Questionnaire to them. Just uh, and also involving, you know, that can be sent out to the employees and um, um, and and all that. And um, we, Jonas, we usually don't make them make a brief themselves, right? You know, we we just ask them questions. How they see the company? Do they have any uh, competitors out there? And, and you know, just trying to ask them questions uh, to, to get a full picture of them and the and the company. And uh, then, then I really try to be very, very free when it comes to sketching. Uh, I, I try to write down single words 
uh, come up with uh, words that I associate with a company maybe or, or what they're working or striving for and uh, see if these words give me some kind of, uh, you know, a direction to where to go. I try to combine words uh, that look, might look interesting together. And, and usually when I, when I have these words and, and I kind of find them true to, to the answers from the questionnaire, it kind of makes some kind of picture of something. And, and uh, it could be almost Dadaistic in the beginning, uh, or, you know, abstract. But, but that's uh, just, you know, I, I try to be like Usain Bolt or something. You know, I, I, I want to be totally relaxed when, when I work, have fun. And, and so, so in the beginning, the, the, the work is quite abstract and, and very, very enjoyable. Um, so, so I won't, you know, um, tighten up or, or um, I need to be loose and free. And, and we're very, very uh, uh, easy in the beginning. So I can make a lot of sketches that uh, that I that we print, and then we discuss w which way we should uh, go in. But I think in the beginning, uh, when it was sort of in the begin beginning of our career, it was just that we were not. Uh, it felt like we thought we were more experts <laughs> than 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 now. Now I really think that. The you know the, the the people that running the company or working in the company, they're sort of the experts at their company, of course. So I mean, it's not like we're 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 good at translating things into graphics, uh, but I mean, we really need the the client to tell us more about the company uh, because sometimes it just feel like you know yeah, this is true. designers becomes experts at everything, but uh, and I mean. We've had a couple of cases too that we had to sort of um, redo other people's designs just because they sort of had this hit and run thing that they, you know, that leaves the client kind of um, scared in a way. You know, they had this big company redesigning something and then they're sort of out of there. And I think that's a problem. Um, uh, so, I mean, I I don't I wouldn't say that we know exactly how something is done for that company. I mean, we really need to discuss things with the client, um, but we also need open-minded clients to be inspired ourselves to to make things that we think is looks new or, um, mm. yeah. How how do you avoid the situation? where the client yeah. could potentially be art directing what you're doing when, when you are working in that way. Because I know um, I spoke to lots of different designers and there are processes like the one concept approach where you literally create one solution and <laughs> like you said, hit and run. <laughs> um, mm. if, if you are putting different ideas together and sharing I'm going to make some assumptions here. I'm, I'm assuming that you are sharing uh, rough mock-ups or sketches with the client. How many are you sharing? And like I said, what what are you doing to avoid the the risk of the client potentially art directing you in the in what could be the wrong direction? Uh, I mean, usually we show them. Um, we sort of have a first stage where we show them just uh, one our first initial ideas. And then we show some, um, or idea. I mean, we usually just show them one 
uh, logo um, because that sort of keeps our own integrity. Uh, but then we show them the, you know, how we got there. And after that, and and we're not finalizing things too much. We're more like showing the first ideas. Uh, but, but I mean, as a logo, uh, it's not just like, you know, in print or anything. It's just, um, and then we sort of see how the, they re- react and we, we, we go from there. Uh, and usually they, make things look better look better too i mean when we did the fotografiska logo uh they got you know when they saw our first idea and it doesn't look really like the one the star we we ended up with they got all they were all quiet <laughs> but then you know they after a couple of weeks they came back to us and they wanted wanted us to continue working on it and we did and it became much better uh but then I think they trusted us. They they sort of could see that we wanted to reach somewhere. Um, yeah, because we we uh, like Ida said, we we uh, always show the client one one solution, but we, we show them the, the the process of of getting there, and and that makes them feel you know safe that that we um, and we, we tell them why we went in this direction and not that direction. So, so I don't think we really have experienced a uh, situation where the client becomes the art director it hasn't really uh, it, sometimes um, when after the first showing of, of our, our solution they uh, have their own ideas so, or maybe they're not uh, they like some parts of it or, or uh, not other parts uh, then we you know then we rework them so we always have that into we always take that into consideration that first we have one showing of a logo and then we, we have the feedback and then we we kind of if, if needed rework the logo a little bit mm. and uh, so that's usually where we end up yeah i i think with what you are doing because you are basically showing one but showing the progression to yeah. that that's why you're you're avoiding that situation where the client art directs because you've explained how like the thought process how you got to here how you got to there and you know you're um basically convincing the, the client that you properly thought about everything yeah. you've understood the problem that you're trying to solve and you pre- you presented a very well thought out potential solution that could be the final thing but you've still got time to work on it and i think because you're working in that way and because you're um you know you're giving the opportunity for the client to get involved it's it's more of a collaboration rather than them telling you what to do and I, I think because you are working in that way that way that's why you're not having that problem no yeah i think you're right yeah because if we come up with a solution that the client really think is far off what they you know were were expecting i mean then sometimes it feels like okay maybe we understood a lot of things um wrong in the in the beginning of the process and then perhaps we have to go back and like okay um i mean we're too far away from each other um and we have to redo things and i mean we're not afraid of redoing things it's not like we we try it in the business model sort of that we have i i it's we always need space and margins to redo things um but if we were losing the, I mean, if the client, and I mean, also actually saying no to clients, if something we, 
if we feel that we're too far away from each other or maybe we feel that they are not authentic to the to their own um what they actually want um so uh then we've actually said no a couple of times we just feel that we're too far away from each other um because that's a hor- horrible situation i mean when the client becomes the art director it's just so inspiring uh, uninspiring and you know yeah, so many work. levels so i mean yeah. i think we put a lot of effort into not getting into that situation um and that's also the part you know trying to find out in the beginning who you are dealing with because sometimes there are people that's you know in the background that really loves to come forward like in the end of a process and because that's kind of power powerful to just you know come out come in the end of the process and say you know i don't like this and i think this is uh looks like this or that you have to sort of harness these people in the beginning of the process and you know find them uh um to uh, uh to be able to 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 you know get where you want uh, so that's part of the big part of our job i think to to know people yeah exactly when you say that you um explain how you got to the final solution how are you going about presenting the the, the process to the client um, we just really uh, print out the different sketches and, and make it almost into a cartoon or, or a storyboard or something. And uh, sometimes it could be quite entertaining and fun. Uh, so it's it's more or less like a storyboard that you know we tell the first this came idea came up and we we uh, tried to walk down that path but it didn't really work. So we started off uh, you know working again and uh, which led us to here and there. So it's uh, you, you kind of take the client by the hand, you know, walking down a path. Uh, also showing them that you know maybe that you tried out the solutions that they thought they had, or you know like their neighbor had or someone else, you know, like everyone's always got an opinion about how something should look, but that it's sort of um, overpowering them with, uh, you know, I mean, I like, I, I really like, like working with architects because they usually think that they're very good at making graphic design and, then you sort of have to top them, you know, make something that they couldn't make themselves. And that's also a way to just, you know, impress, trying to impress by, you know, we tried this, 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 this. It's not like we we, we got the skill. It's more about finding the right solution. So, and that's, that's a collaborative sort of journey uh, to end up with something that everyone's going to be very proud of. So... Um, so do you basically talk through the story and then show yeah. the one logo that you came to? Is that is that how it, work, how it works? So you're basically yes. taking them through a journey? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, cool. So in person, uh, just, just to kind of paint a picture, in person, when you say that you're printing them out, are you putting them all around mm-hmm. the wall? And um, No, it's... It's more like a uh, just a printed uh, paper from the from the copying yeah, machine. Yeah. Okay. You know, just just keeping it simple and and not too much, 
you know, overworked around it, you know, you know, including a band or music or whatever, you know, just, just being plain and simple and easy. And, and we have a really, really bad printer uh, as well, which kind of help, helps to, you know, lower everything a bit, you know, taking the expectations, yeah. you know, away a bit, you know, um, and not to scare them too much. I've read somewhere that when people are being presented uh, of a new logo, 100% of the people dislike them, uh, you know, the, the logos. Uh, I think as, as people, we're, we're quite, a f we don't think to be, but we're afraid of, of new things and, and uh, new images, I think, scares us a bit. So you need to be gentle and, and uh, to show the clients, you know, it's, it's fun, it's easy, and we can rework this. You don't have to say yes or no. You don't have to be afraid, you know. I uh, also think, you know, showing the process and the sketches is sort of, you know, charging the final logo with its own story, if you know what I mean. It's like, you know, yeah. it's all about, uh, and I, I'm very fascinated about how logos are, can be charged with like energy or some of the logos we made, I see people being so proud of. Um, I made like the logo for the feminist party in Sweden. And that's also like when I see it, when, you know, all these people being so proud of it, I'm just, you know, the power of logos is just quite amazing. Yeah, I, I think I think in terms of what you said then, um, a logo becomes almost like a flag. Like flags are, yeah. I find flags fascinating because people, mm. um, they become objects that you don't judge how they look. You just want to, you, you almost wear it because of what it represents and, and, um, you know, what's attached to it and what's associated with it. And I think if, if, if people are excited about what the business represents and you are using that, that logo or, you know, what could be a logo in combination with that, it feels fills up with all that meaning and that's yeah. why people start to become proud of it and i think because of the way that you guys are doing this um you know mixing story in with it and um sharing all of that with the client the, the thought process i totally understand why they would be very proud of what what you guys have done and i think also because you are um involving the client they have a sense of ownership as well so yeah. Um, that gives gives them even more of a reason to, you know, feel very proud of what they've, what you and they've done together. Yeah. But, uh, and it's think, also, uh, Jonas. No, I was just thinking that it's it's very easy, it's very important to show the client that the the, the, the what you come up with the, the solution you present to them is not a coincidence. You know, it's it's because logos look very simple. I mean, if it's done well. It looks like it just came together by itself, yeah. almost like it just fell. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and 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 so so when you when you show the process and all the sketches, it, it um, you show it's 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 an evidence of 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 the work and the thought process, and and that makes also the the client feel safe and secure that you really worked for mm -hmm. them. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's not just a quick easy job. No, I think the, I think there's a tendency now that I'm 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 maybe wrong, but that logos are becoming just typographic. Like, I mean, it's, it's quite a big difference to make a symbol for a company instead of just typesetting the company's name. Uh, I mean, it's a big difference between between those two things. Um, I mean, it's it's a really hard thing, and it's a skill to sort of sum up a company in one image. <laughs> 
that's going to represent them. So, um, and in a way, I've been kind of afraid that design companies will sort of become cleaning companies, <laughs> sort of, you know, that, because I see so many examples of like just companies, you know, design companies, studios just cleaning up or simplifying brands. Uh, and in a way, um, I mean, I think a design studio could, you know, create new and like really inspiring work um, and not just clean up stuff. And uh, at least, I mean, I didn't feel that that was a future I wanted to pursue, sort of. I didn't want to be part of that as a graphic designer, just cleaning up things and making brand manuals and and and, and so on. So, um, um, so but I, I think that's what I see. And I mean, I want, with the book also I wanted to sort of show people that that it's hard but it's possible to make symbols uh, um, because it's, there's an easy way out to just yeah. take type and I mean people can do that very quickly uh, and when people talk about AI taking over our jobs and things I just feel that this is sort of a quest for you know <laughs> promoting graphic design and the i mean the graphic design can be something just amazing uh and that's what i see now like with photographiska we've we've worked with them for such a long time they're opening up in new york now and i mean seeing how you know all the patterns and the logo and all those things all the graphic elements can be used in so many different ways I just think it's uh, we sort of um, have to find good places for graphic design to to uh, to survive, sort of, or I mean, impress and you know. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think it's interesting what you spoke about then because I know I know creativity is one area where AI mm. is unlikely to take over anytime soon, but. If mm. if you are just talking about tidying up, simplifying, you could create yeah. algorithms for that. You know, to analyze what is the 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 most uh, recognizable component within something, and you, yeah. you, I don't see any reason why you couldn't create an algorithm for that because I can mm. I can start to paint the picture in my head of what what those parameters would be. Um, but I think um, in in terms of what you're talking about, I, I know you you guys are working with a lot of um, startups rather than big organizations. And I think because mm. you are doing that, you're able to get to know those people, like you said, and you're able to um, uh, take stories and convert that into some kind of symbol. And I think that level of complexity and that level of thought and, um, mm. you know, imagination AI is nowhere near that. That could be hundreds of thousands of years away mm. because it's too too mm. much of an abstract thing. You can't turn that into a programming yeah. language. Um, so I think um, it's it's interesting that you said that. And I think because you are working in the way that you are, you you it you, it could never AI could never overtake that. And also the personal 
uh, way that you guys are approaching working with clients, you know, properly getting to know them, making friends with them, um, sharing the process, mm. the thought process. People will always pay I for hope, that. Yeah. <laughs> People don't want a computer doing their work. <laughs> so I think, yeah, well, I, I genuinely think that I, I, no one wants, mm. no one wants to say, oh yeah, AI did our logo. You want, <laughs> you want that story and that authenticity yeah. and you're, everything. You're absolutely right. so, true. <laughs> yeah. I was really inspired by this uh, YouTube uh, thing I saw about Natasha Jan of Pentagram. It was like design thinking is bullshit. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. I mean, it's just uh, interesting how she talked about the design process being so simplified and, you know, the lack of the critique throughout the process. And that was kind of interesting, I think, too. And that's sort of what's left behind in the the evidence uh, she said and and sort of this is a book book of evidence of that you you really worked hard and you sort of discarded a lot of things to end up with you know a final result um so yeah it must be really nice for you for both of you to um to have been able to take all of the work that you've done through your career so far and to put it into a book so rather than it being you know I, I don't know how many logos you've done but rather than it being just a hundred uh polished finished logos or identities you you've put in a book all of the work that you've actually done all mm. of the thinking all of the um the process basically and um mm. it, it must be nice for you guys to see that but I also think it's a really good thing to be able to passed down to um you know people that are just starting out mm. and I, I i really hope that it almost starts a trend because <laughs> there are very mm. few books like this and i know i'm 100 certain that uh, logo designers especially will be interested in that because the process is always the most interesting part the finished logo is Thank nice you. to see but this the thinking the process the um the ideas and the flow of how you progressed through different things and like i said earlier you you've done it in a really nice way and i hope people that listen to this will go out and buy your book oh thank you so much thank you and so really much. that's how we learn from each other i mean too just sharing the process and that's how you sort of learn and you know become better at what you do i'm very happy to hear that uh thank you so much uh, it means a lot to us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for uh, for this. You're very welcome. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, I think this is a good point to close off the interview. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thank you again for coming on. It's been yeah. it's been really fun, really interesting. We've gone into loads of different areas, and I, I know um, people listening to this will definitely get um, something out of it. So, thanks again for your time. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, much for taking interest. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, let myself, Jonas and Ida know by giving us a shout out on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. It's always great to know someone out there has listened to an episode. So please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. For anyone that's listening that wants to learn more about Banker Vessel, visit their website, bankervessel.com. And for clarification on the spelling of vessel, it's actually spelt with a W. So it's W-E-S-S-E-L. 
alternatively head to the show notes for this episode which will include links to their website any resources books mentioned as well as a full transcription of the interview too to find out just head to logogeek.uk forward slash 5.9 Now, if you want to discuss this episode with me and over 7,000 logo designers from around the world, make sure to join the Logo Geek community on Facebook. It's totally free to join. Just simply head to logogeek.uk forward slash community. So that is it for this week, but I will see you the same time next week for another exciting episode of the Logo Geek podcast.